Hello again, Fabrizia. How are you doing today? Hi. Hi, Hugo. I'm good. Very Great. good. Great to, to be talking with you again. Last week we discussed about uh, a little bit about business, business topics. We are going to do that more in the future, but uh, we know that not everybody who is listening to this podcast is thinking of turning pro. So we have other <laughs> people who want to stay hobbyists or amateurs, and there's nothing wrong about that, right? They want to, to hear from us about other topics. Oh, yeah. They are the lucky ones, actually, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> I'm always a little bit envious of, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, somebody who can just, you know, do photography for fun. For, it's fantastic. Follow their passion with no... Uh, commitment obligations yeah that's great but we chose a different path and we'll, we'll talk about that path but uh, today i would like to talk about uh, something that uh, again comes up again and again in my interaction with with people online in forums and groups and whatnot and even people who want to stay hobbyists and amateurs uh, still want some amount of recognition from their peers I don't believe in those who say, I only shoot for myself and I don't care what others think. Because if they really did, they would not share their photos online, right? I don't know yeah. what you what you think yeah. about that. Oh, absolutely. There's always, I think it's an innate human trait to share what we love with others and, what, and to be, you know, proud of what we make. Uh, I think it's for everybody is the same some people are more shy about it more insecure about it and some people then are a bit more secure about it to actually put it out there it's always a bit uh, difficult isn't it to show up and to show your work but then when you do show it you want people to like it yeah. right <laughs> you, you show it because you think it's good and then you want people to you know, well, yeah, confirm you that it's good. Some kind of affirmation that that what you're doing is maybe not the best in the world, but it's uh, you're getting better. You're showing what you do because you're proud of it, or maybe you want some confirmation that you are progressing or stuff like that. Uh, and then sometimes what happens is that you get those uh, critics that just like to take down other people's work. <laughs> yes that's uh that's a very sad thing to see because uh sometimes well there's different types but um there's some people that only feel good about themselves when they put other people down and so they will always have something negative to say about other people's work to kind of feel better about what they do mm. and that's that's a very unhealthy unhelpful and very sad kind of thing yeah, um, the, the usual uh, interaction that I witness goes like that. Somebody posts a photo online, they get a negative comment, uh, maybe not even a constructive comment, something just this photo ranging from, oh, I've got blown highlights or um, uh, hair of the model are out of place uh, to something really nasty like this photo is worthless. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then somebody, maybe I will complain about this. I will say that that's not a, a nice thing to say. You should always uh, 
strive to find something positive to give some encouragement to give some constructive constructive critic maybe uh, instead of being totally negative and the usual reply is well why do those people post their photos is only just to gather likes should we always be uh, expected to say something nice and to give a like to a photo uh, i think that they're missing the point uh, the, the point is not that we are posting photos out there just to get likes and like, as if likes would just grow our ego it's uh it, it's it's a different it's a different thing um i don't know how to to say it better but uh if you yeah, yeah what, what do you, what's your take on this well i think that the moment you step out and you show your uh, work out there online or social media or wherever you know you you go it, whether it's a closed group or an open group or your page wherever you decide to put it out um there's a degree of courage it takes courage to to do that a lot of people don't post their stuff because they're not confident or they're scared that it will be judged obviously <laughs> so it takes it's a bit like going on stage and singing a song mm -hmm. you know it's not easy you can be a bad singer but kudos to you for getting on stage and singing some a song in front of people so at least that should be acknowledged as a good thing then if you're totally out of tune it's a bit of a shame that we have to sit through it but on social media we don't have to worry about it if i see something that i don't like i scroll through it if i see something that i don't like or that has a fault or has but that has potential and there is a technical mistake or something in it like you say it's a nice photo everything's fine maybe the highlights are a little bit blown then one could say well this is good about it and you know just that little thing you could do different next time yeah. just you know watch out in your in, in, um, your instagram your histogram, your histogram. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> my god uh and 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 then watch out for that, you know, underexpose a little bit, you know, and all of that. Or take it down, maybe in Lightroom, you can sometimes save a little bit of those highlights. Sometimes it's just because um, they're not used to looking at that. We develop an eye as photographers. We see a lot more than normal people do. and We don't really realize it. So when I look at a photo, we look at a thousand million things. And the more you look at, I used to to be an image editor and so you, you are used to evaluating all sorts of stuff when you see an image that most people don't even notice or think about so it really depends on a who is criticizing your image and do they know what they're talking about yeah. because that's the first thing if i if i publish something and people say they really you know it's, it's worthless or it's not a good photo first of all i go and see who is saying that you know because if it's somebody that i really um have uh, you know admiration for somebody that i that i admire somebody who is a, a respected profession in his field i can challenge him or i can say wow i didn't see that thank you for telling me but you know those people would never just put you down they would always give some kind of constructive criticism if it's a nobody from nowhere that just wants to shoot on shoot my photo down then i'm gonna say well thank you very much it really doesn't make any difference to me but some people get upset and that is sad if you get a bad nasty comment and that stops you from 
putting out your work the next time, that is a bad thing. That is uh, that is a shame, and and it shouldn't happen. Uh, I see a lot of critics that would just say that a, a photo is wrong or a mistake based on a preconceived idea of what a a typical photo for a typical genre should look like. Now, of course, there, there are there are rules. I mean, if you're shooting a beauty portrait, uh, you don't want uh, the hair of the model to be out of place. You don't want the skin to look bad. You don't want the lighting to look harsh and so on. There are some canons of a, of a genre, but uh, in general, you cannot say that a photo is, is wrong because you are assuming that it has to fit a certain uh, genre. Or a trope, it's the intention of the photographer might have been completely different. Might have been to to do something that is outside of the canons of that uh, of that genre. Sometimes it's obvious that they're trying their hand at doing a, a boudoir portrait, but it doesn't. It didn't actually come out really well. Sometimes it's not so obvious. I've seen photos of landscape that are, in terms of post processing, a bit uh, for me over-the-top, extreme, unrealistic, and so on. And I say, that's not my type of photography, but I'm not judging your photo based on what I my preconceived idea of what a landscape photo should look like, because not all landscape photos are the same. Then people have been breaking the boundaries of the of the genre for, for many years and doing something different. If what, what you wanted to do, your intent was to do something different, I'm going to judge your photo whether it's successful or not, based on whether it achieves what you uh, meant it to achieve, not on what I wanted to achieve. I can say yeah. it's not for me, but I cannot say it's bad. Yeah, well, there are a few things where I draw a line yeah. uh, because they are, you know, uh, filters stuck on top, uh, selective color, you know, there's this meme that I put on all the time and and it's like every time you do a selective color, a kitten dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like social media thing. So there's things that I, I that I don't do that I don't uh, that my clients don't ask me for, and that uh, but they did at the beginning, you know, because everybody was doing it uh, where I live. So um, it's just a matter of um, you know learning and learning to see and learning to uh, not just slap on some presets and uh, and turn the sky purple just for the sake of it, if there is no reason for it, you know. And so there are some things that are just bad taste and I can't, you know, but yeah. I can just scroll. I don't have to comment on those. No. Unless they ask me specifically to comment on those. You know, that's not my genre and that's not my thing. But um, I, I remember once, uh, it was really funny, last year I started the course and uh, a photographer came and signed up for the course. And then we talked on the phone about something and she very honestly said, you know, I signed up to your business course because I looked at your website and I thought, if somebody who does such bad photography can make money out of it, I have something to learn from her. <laughs> and she said, <laughs> and she signed up because of that. And needless to say, within a month or two, uh, she was not a good fit for the course or the way I was teaching. Uh, not everybody gets my style, so she she moved out. 
but I, I, it made me laugh and it did not offend me in any way because I know that I'm not the greatest photographer in the world. Uh, most people like what I do, but some people obviously don't and that's okay. <laughs> it was mm. funny though. Yeah, I think we can all agree that selective coloring is bad. And, and again, when people <laughs> when people do it and show it, I, I just gloss over. Um, typically, yeah, the, yeah. The thing is, if they ask me for a critique, I can say no, but I can say why not. Yeah, I can um, tell you why that is a, not a good idea in terms of where you want your you know eye to go first then why are you you know why do you want the eye to go to the rose instead of the bride's face um, and that doesn't make sense and so it's it's something constructive anyway it's not about ditching and shaming the person the, the problem with selective coloring is not selective coloring per se is that people use it because it's a cliche and they use it without any sp specific purpose and now you can just click a button and you get uh, 20 things blue in the picture without any logic. And then when people say, well, that's not a really good use of selective coloring, they point out, well, but even Spielberg used selective coloring. Yeah, well, then, but Spielberg used it once. And it, yeah. it, that He had a point <laughs> using selective color then. But I'm, I'm digressing. <laughs> yeah, it's the difference. <laughs> so my, my take on this, uh, criticism and why I, I do not take to those kind of critics well myself. If <laughs> if people do critique my photos in that way, I might uh, do one of two things. Either uh, ignore the thing completely, which is probably the healthy thing to do, or turn sarcastic, <laughs> which is probably not very healthy because then it results in a debate and a discussion and uh, people I think there's a sense of entitlement. People feel entitled to giving you their opinion about anything. And they say, and they prefix it or uh, uh, attach it at the, at the end, but this is just my opinion. And I say, so what? Everybody has an opinion, as uh, I think it was uh, Clint Eastwood in a movie. He said, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Doesn't mean you. <laughs> we should be forced to see yours. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, uh, everybody, especially on social media, everybody has an opinion on everything. And that is a big problem, especially in the political debates and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But or scientific or, you know, any kind of deeper debate. So photography really... Um, what what I don't like to see is uh, I don't really care what people write. Of course, I wish they didn't. But what I don't like to see is people getting hurt by a bad uh, comment mm. or by a photo that doesn't get enough likes or whatever. Because, um, yes, not everything I put out there gets an awful lot of likes. Some things get totally ignored. It happens sometimes because it's just a time I post it nobody sees it and sometimes just because it just doesn't fly with many people but um, to be put out and discouraged and hurt by a bad comment really really is um, totally unfounded you know mm -hmm. because that comment comes from nowhere and it's gratuitous and there is no nothing to back it up I mean I can just go on everybody's picture and say I hate that it's horrible and so what <laughs> it doesn't mean that you should stop showing your work and being proud of what you do because by 
constructive criticism, that's how we get better. So when I, um, you know, I, I show some of my work to other photographers who are way better than me, and they say, this I love, this I hate, this is not, or hate, they don't never say that, but they say, this doesn't work for this reason. And they will tell me why it doesn't work and for what reason. And so I can see it and say, oh, right, okay, well, I'm not, gonna make it, I'm not going to be making that mistake again next time. I'll do it differently. And that's how we get better. Showing our work is really important. Finding people who are better than us to show it to. And if we put it on social media, we must be prepared to take whatever comes and let it you know, fly over our heads mm. if we don't, we don't have to take it. We don't have to take it personally and we don't have to listen to everything that everybody says. No, I, I don't take it personally. I just love being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, well then if you want a good laugh, you can play with it, but of course. No, uh, more, more seriously, <laughs> uh, sometimes I mean, I see um, a nasty critique and then I ask, please don't be so nasty in your critique. And the usual retort is that, well, uh, this is a public group and people are put in so they should expect this. And besides, uh, the purpose of this group is for everyone to become better. And if they get no critique, they're not going to become better. And I say, well, that's hardly, it's not possible to really become better by getting critiques from random strangers on the internet, one thing. And two, uh, are you really giving this critique because you are trying to help the person you're critiquing? Or really reflect honestly about why you're doing this. Are you doing this to, to help this person grow? Or are you going, are you doing this because it makes you feel better, because it makes you feel superior? Because maybe you've been doing the same kind of stupid mistakes and horrible and selective coloring or whatever it is until a month ago. And now you learn something, you learn how to read the histogram on your camera and strong with this newly found knowledge, now you want to impart this knowledge and show to everyone else that you've learned and now you can teach others. Is this the real reason why you're doing it? Think about it. Not that it ever works because people don't want to think about it, but at least, at least I try to tell them so. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit, you know, like people saying, oh, you know, this, the, the subject should have been put a little bit more to the right because it doesn't fit the rule of thirds. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you could have put it anywhere. There's so many grids that we could follow if we want to follow a grid or off the grid. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. So it's really... Uh, photography is so personal and it really depends. And I've seen it. I've seen it even in professional... Uh, groups where some of the people giving criticisms are very highly esteemed judges and professionals. And I've seen discussions where a judge against another judge saying that, you know, what you're judging on this photo is not the reason it's failing, but this is the reason. And, you know, even people at that level have different opinions on some images that are out there. So who is, who is there to say? You know, it's a matter of culture. It's a matter of uh, uh, maybe the knowledge of art history, maybe how much knowledge of, you know, other work any photographers had before, how acquainted are they with some of the classics, with some of the, you know, big black and white photographers when they judge black and white. And 
you know, it's you look at some of the um, um, some some photos from. I'm not going to mention any names, but you know, some some photos from way back, and you go like, oh, these blacks are so black, and these whites are so blown out, mm -hmm. and and you go like, you know, that would be a mistake now. Uh, and you go, but that image is iconic. <laughs> and so why? Because because the emotion that it conveys is incredible. So, you know, technical perfection, again, is not everything. And we could go on and talk about this for hours. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's a very... Some, some types of photography, some, any type of art, there are some languages. Right, uh, art doesn't mean that anything goes. No, uh, there are language. Art, art is a language. Different types of artistic endeavors have different languages, and different currents and genres within art have the, their own languages, and it's important to know them. But it's also very important that your critique knows about the specific language that you are trying to speak, and they don't think they are you are speaking a different language, and you're judging your work based on what they think you are speaking. Because if you are trying to talk Japanese and somebody thinks you're you're trying to to talk Chinese, and they will correct you, your Chinese pronunciation is not is not right. You say I'm not speaking Chinese, I'm speaking Japanese. Actually, I mean this is a silly example, but uh, it happens. It happens yes. even with with professionals, as you said. They sometimes they are mm, not prepared to, uh, not aware of the fact that the thing they are criticizing is actually speaking in a different language than they expect it to. Yeah, yeah, it happens at every level. So every criticism you take, I'm saying to our listeners, take it with a grain of salt. Go and see the nugget of truth that may be hidden in there, because maybe there is a mistake and something you can get better on. But don't take it personally. And if it's just some jerk's opinion, just let it go. <laughs> That's it. Uh, what about self-criticism? <laughs> because I know many people are the worst, own worst critics, right? Yes, we are. And I know, and actually I was, I think about this often because sometimes I don't publish photos because I don't think they're good enough sometimes or they're not that brilliant. And then I see other photos uh, and I go like, well, you know, it's kind of the same. <laughs> and it's, uh, and they're good photos. I like them. So I go, well, maybe I should fish that one out again you know old photos especially that we forget about and um, we are sometimes better than we think and sometimes worse than we think mm. but we hardly ever judge ourselves carefully you know rightly so that's uh, something else to bear in mind oh i was just reminded of a story let me see if i can find i was reading about it and in, um, in a book i, I read recently and it's the, the the title of the book is the essence of photography by bruce barman barnbaum B-A-R-N-B-A-U-M. Sorry for my bad pronunciation here. And uh, here it is. He has a story about how uh, he was a young photographer and he's a landscape photographer mostly and he shoots most of his work in black and white. And one day he submitted his work to Ansel Adams, who was already a living legend at the time to get advice and critique. And he showed Adams both his black and white and color prints. 
And the advice that Barnbone get was to avoid shooting black and white and to focus on color exclusively. And obviously Adams thought that Barbon's work was color work was superior to his black and white. But what Barbon did was exactly the opposite. He immediately stopped shooting color and worked exclusively in black and white from that moment on and for a long time. And he says, my reasoning was that I really wanted to perfect the mastery of black and white photography, something that Adams was not aware of. Uh, the master recognized that his disciple's color work was much better, so he told the latter to develop his strong point. But what Barbon realized was that practicing color was distracting him from his goal of getting really good at black and white. He could not do both at the same time. So he, he left the path that was clearly absorbing so much of his attention and effort, and which was leading him to produce really great work, at least in the eye of Ansel Adams and the expense of the one he truly wanted to pursue. So, so says Barbon, the moral of the story is that the words of even the best intention critics and of the ones with the most experience sometimes should be taken with a grain of salt. They are not always informed or aligned with your our own goals. Absolutely. That's a really good story, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy that I found it in my notes here. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't planned. This wasn't planned. But I, I just That's really good. reminded it. Um, another thing, and um, maybe we can uh, uh, close with this. And again, seeing it from, from the from the other side, not of the person being criticized, but from the side of the critic and uh, reasoning about why people criticize other other people's work. And this is a quote from uh, Stephen Pressfield from his book The War of Art uh, that I. If listeners here, those few listeners who haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Yeah. And Pressfield says, if you find yourself criticizing other people, you're probably doing it out of resistance. And resistance is what this personalization of this force that uh, we have within every one of us that stops us from doing our best work, from believing in ourselves, which is a lot of what we are talking of in this podcast. Anyway, Pressfield says, when we see others beginning to live their authentic selves, it drives us crazy if we have not lived out our own. Individuals who are realized in their own lives almost never criticize others. If they speak at all, it is to offer encouragement. Watch yourself. Of all the manifestations of resistance, most only harm ourselves. Criticism and cruelty harm others as well. So... Yes, that and that's, that sums it that up. happens. Yeah. yeah, that really sums it up. Thank you. Oh, thanks to you. Uh, anything else uh, you want to add? Otherwise, I think we are pretty much done for this episode. I wonder if we get any criticism for our podcasts. Let, right. <laughs> <laughs> let them write something. <laughs> and then and we can take everything with a grain of salt. We'll take but yes, it we do want your comments. We want your comments and we want your ideas for new podcasts and for, yeah, just whatever you want to suggest. Just record your messages at the end uh, under whatever it is, wherever it is. And in the comments, you can just record it. So we're looking forward to your comments yeah, and we'll, criticisms. We'll <laughs> take criticism with a grain of salt. With a grain of salt, and but also graciously, I promise. 
We're not going yeah. to berate you for criticizing us. <laughs> no, no, go back and read Stephen Pressfield and never do it again. <laughs> no, okay, that's, that's, that was not our intention. <laughs> Open to honest and constructive feedback. <laughs> yes. Okay, all good. Uh, yeah, and you can find us at closingthegap.live uh, as always. Uh, this is episode 12. You'll find it. You'll find all the show notes and links to the, the things we've mentioned there, uh, comments, fields, and our button for recording your questions and comments. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, just go out and shoot and uh, take photos and don't care about the critics. <laughs> bye bye. Yes, bye bye. Bye bye.